0: You
1: you you you
0: pick up on anything new? You you get anything new out there? Finding any, anything new to listen to? I ain't find nothing. I've been listening to
1: the same old. You know, well, actually, no. I've been listening to some '70s music. I don't know why, yeah. but me and Mrs. Jones <laughs> what's going on like I don't know. <laughs> I've been
0: listening to that a yeah. so You Got know somebody you listen to? Sometimes some old school things be hitting, bro. But nah, nah, that's nah. True. You you don't you don't be at King Roswell, We be we be exchange of songs on the snap. He hit me off with of one, of one of the really fly new songs recently, son. He, he, yo, you, you gotta hear fly, it. it. It's fly, it's fly. 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 I think I'm gonna go with the double-send weed This is what yeah. you got. Do. Yeah, get that double-send weed <laughs>
1: This is, this is how I start the show. No, it's TV deluxe. Okay, I'm gonna just start the show. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go start the show. Y'all meet me when y'all y'all done with this.
0: Oh, okay. I right, 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 right. I I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when we done. Okay, we're
2: Let me tell you all about my life. <laughs> Yo, they can't stop me. Nah. Graduated school, my nigga, I'm feeling cocky. Then I got an internship. Nobody is gonna top me, but I stay low, nigga still working on humility. Uh-huh. Up at penthouse, thought they wasn't getting rid of me. Uh-huh. Too much strong is finally getting lifted me. Then they sent me a text. These niggas is getting rid of A setback, but a bump in the game. Take a second, pick it up, then restart it again. P I play ball when I deal with the pain. Cause life is just like basketball, if you let me explain. Look, you play ball, you got niggas on D now Trying to stop you scoring, box you out for the rebounds uh-huh. but Right now in life, niggas riding on my D now Then trying to stop my score, then settling with my rebounds <laughs> I take the contact, they ain't never gonna block me They could box me out, but they dare wouldn't box me Cause I'm 10 down, I ain't fucking around You uh-huh. knock me down to the ground I'm bouncing back like I'm Rocky One, two, duck down, hit him with the left hook. Came back, right jab, now he got the stress look uh-huh. Over a girl, I love the way that I breast look Call my phone talking foul, I banged it on him like Westbrook
3: Go. How's the-, the BPL Barclays Premier League.
1: Are they still Barclays? I thought they dropped that. No, no,
3: no
0: still
1: sir. Barclays, I believe. Oh, damn. Maybe it's because we haven't won in so long, Arsenal, that I haven't paid attention to what it's called anymore.
4: Yeah, it sounds um, like
1: a fan word. <laughs> yeah, first, uh, first of all, first of all, I do believe this might be our year. You know, Kevin DeBroner is out. He's been out for a while now. I think he still has one more month or month and a half of injury left. Um, so I really want to take this, well, not us, but I really want Arsenal to take advantage of this and hopefully get some well-deserved points against Liverpool in two weeks so that way we can, you know, feel good about ourselves. You know, we won 11 straight games, but as everyone keeps kindly reminding me, who'd you play? Blah, blah, blah. It wasn't against anybody. Well, look at it this way. Last year we would have lost at least half of those games. All right, so forgive me if I'm a little excited, but Shep, Tottenham, what's going on, man? Harry Kane, Ali, what's happening?
3: Well, I want to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I'm extremely happy with the start of Tottenham Hotspur being seven uh, zero and two, and uh, all right, it's the best Premier League start they've had, I think, in well over a decade, and um, yeah. Harry Kane's the man, Deli Alli's the man. Unfortunately, we're falling a little bit short in Champions League soccer, but that's uh Ooh. that's besides the Ooh. point. And, it uh, is rough. It is rough for you guys. It's a hard not life
1: for mm, us. Mm. you know, it's okay though. You know, it's it's completely all right for you guys to be where you're at. Um it's Champions League, it's a totally different ball game. Um you're facing quality Outfits more times than not. We had so, a
3: very rough uh, grouping. A very very.
1: Yes rough yes. Your group is pretty much close to death. If you guys were playing really well, I would say it'd be the group of death. But um, you you do have some pretty tough opponents in there. But uh, real quick, I want to ask you about the uh, significance behind that uh guy. What's that? Jose 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 Mourinho. Mourinho. Jose and. Mourinho. It seems like every week, every week, there's a new story or a new threat that, all right, he better win this weekend or he's gone. Do you really think he has one more match to lose before he gets kicked to the curb? Or do you think last week, for example, at Chelsea, getting a draw was enough to save his job for at least the rest of
3: 2018? Well, they actually were saying the match prior to that that he was, if he were to lose that game, he would be out and he lost and he still retained his position. So I don't know. And he, my big thing with Jose Mourinho, guys got a lot of heart. You could tell by even walking off the field after that crushing uh, draw in the 96th minute. I believe Ross was the man who tied it. Um, he was walking off the field to a lot of hate from Chelsea fans. And the only thing that he did was he held up the number three and said, I won three titles here. Respect me. So, you know the man's got heart. Uh, he plays an extremely boring brand of football, and if I oh, would, if, if I was Manchester United, I would see him through the door because this isn't a team that's supposed to play this laid-back defensive counter nonsense. This team should be firing on all cylinders with the speed of Rashford, guys like Martial. You know, you got to, when you have the man Paul Pogba. Come on now, listen. Oh. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm all for you, and from an analytic standpoint. I completely agree. There's no way Man U should be playing at the pace that they're playing at. They need to be full full steam ahead. They need to play honestly like Man City. It sounds like a cop but it's a copycat league. Every league really is a copycat league. You copy the champions. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um and Man U has way more than enough firepower. Cause you could have Rashford and Martial go full force all for about good 65-70 minutes. And then you could bring Alexis off the bench to sub if one of them are really extra gas. There's no reason, man, you shouldn't have the world's, I think, the best central midfielder as much as they like to say Luka Modric. You know, let's be honest. Luka Modric is not six foot two with the speed of somebody. Yeah, He's an athletic problem. He's a problem
3: athletically as much as he is in skill.
1: Exactly. So, Paul, that makes Paul Pogba default, the best midfielder in all of soccer. But with that being said, I'm also an Arsenal fan. So, I don't care if they don't do it. I'm yeah. just saying <laughs> absolutely.
3: they could, they could yeah. lose every game for the rest of the year and I could just watch it and unfold and giggle sitting in North London.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Be, and be happy with that. But you know, from, like I said, from an analytic standpoint, they definitely need to get rid of Jose Jose. Um, and as much as my boy, Elliot keeps trying to do his best of our ball impression and speak it to existence. Um, I really hope Zidane does not end up there. If he ends up there, man, you, they might go on a historic run in the, in the Premier League. It might be them, Man City, and Liverpool alternating between the years, completely
3: honest, if he goes there. Now, can I ask you as an Arsenal fan, and I just want to get your perspective on my, my club, what, how do you see Tottenham compared to these top teams? I think the problem
1: with Tottenham is kind of like, how can I put it? They, they just They don't want to be like the other clubs. And that, that could work, and it could, you know, work against you at the same time. I, since I've become a hardcore, I would say, for the most part, I, I don't watch all the fan TVs like the real soccer fans, but I watch enough to know what I'm talking about. Um, I've never heard of a team doing nothing in the summer window. Nothing. Yeah. Literally zero. And Tottenham did absolutely zero. So that, mean, that tells me one of two things. Either you're supremely confident in your outfit, that they can beat the current team, they can beat um, Man City and, and Liverpool, that they're fully confident that that can happen, or they're just set in their ways. And honestly, that was Arsenal's biggest problem. We were set in our ways with Arsene Wagner. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's 23 years with the same manager, at least. You know, we were so used to a brand of football. Like, even now, despite him being gone for about, I think, what, like five five months now, four months, five months? Mm-hmm. We're still playing his brand of soccer uh, in the first half of games, which is why teams are normally getting out to a quick start um, and we're either trailing 1-0 or, you know, it's a boring 0-0 draw at the halftime with us losing. Um, But without me going too much into that, I bring it back to Tottenham. I do believe uh, you guys need to shake it up a little bit.
4: You know, I think you guys need some attitude. Hey you man, need, hey, you need someone fiery out there. The only football that I recognize is Americanized football, where people are getting tackled.
3: Come on, Carson! Can't all be from South that. Carolina, man? You hear this, right? You hit,
2: you hit it. You hit can't that. be all the,
1: the ignorance. Cover. The ignorance behind his voice talking about the only
4: one we acknowledge. And he better be glad that I can't mute people hey, or man. even listen, kick you I out. I recognize a I didn't say the only one that's recognized. I know it's internationally recognized. I said that I recognize it's the it's the world's most popular sport. I mean, it is the world's it's most popular sport, sense. but I don't live in the it's whole world. The I area. live in only a portion of the world, and in my oh. portion of the world, it's not that important. It's not <laughs> that exciting. <laughs> Just to
1: put that out there, his portion of the world actually just won the mega millions, 1.5 billion, because everyone else didn't talk about it. I just felt like it was necessary to throw it out
4: there. I mean, I mean you know I mean? Yeah, I mean? I mean, I didn't get me a little piece of the pie, but, you know, life goes on. I mean, and I listen, might get a piece of the next pie.
1: Hey, there it is. You know what I'm saying? You ain't get the apple, but, you know, sweet potato right around the corner. Shout out to Thanksgiving, it. man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Thanksgiving one time for your mind. But real quick, fellas, Take we're sure going to switch it up and go into that Rondo CP3 fiasco. Ooh. Ooh, man, Ooh. this is about to be a good one.
0: All right? Right? Nah, he definitely, he definitely right. did something. Like, I watched the game live and I watched many highlights. And a lot of people say you can see how he, like, prepared to spit in his direction like it was a normal spit and then tried to get away with it. And I can kind of see that. But at the same time, I don't really see any spit. Flying from Rondo that connects with a uh, with CP3's face. But one thing right. I did see flying from Rondo and CP3's face. It's the man, boy,
3: he gave him an eye jammy. <laughs> oh
1: boy, he gave him the quick, the
0: quick. I
3: think I it was a right
0: hook. Yo, yo, and shout out and shout out to little. my man Brandon Ingram coming from half court with a follow up. Man, a, we're gonna we, talk about, we man. Talk about we're gonna talk about
4: that. we gonna talk about that in a Chris, minute. No, Go Rondo ahead. hit that man with the left piece, but I will say I personally saw the spit connect with Chris Paul's face. I saw Lee Rondo's lips and connect with Chris Paul's face.
0: I, I, saw, I saw CP3 respond to react to it, but
4: I, I did not see the spit, bro. I like, I, no, yeah, nah, no I didn't see no. it either. I've watched probably about like it wasn't different. It was- and I've watched probably about six different videos on this because I had to get conclusive evidence. Oh, to, okay. I, I, I had to get to the bottom of yeah, it. you so, right so. so at first, I thought Rondo kind of inadvertently was like, you know, like, kind of go on, get out of here, boy. But then on the last one I saw, the most recent, it looked like he just hit him with the quick, like, shut up. I don't know. You must have been
3: searching through the Twilight Zone because I didn't see um, any of that. Bro,
4: listen. I'm trying to tell you. I watched at least six videos, maybe even more. But I've watched at least six. I I searched, combed through every video I could find, and I watched it. And I I saw the spit leave his mouth.
0: This is oh, everybody. That, that is that is uh, South Carolina Carson, our spit take analyst. <laughs> <laughs> spit take analyst. Hey, our spit. Our sp- Listen. For free did you guys,
4: for- did y'all, for- y'all see? Did y'all see Shannon Sharp's reaction to the uh to Shannon the Sharp stupid? He's Boy. stupid. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> Shannon Sharp, you hey, you can tell that brother is straight from the hood. Hey, he was up there talking
0: about ooh skip. What they did, I said, for Lord, please don't let that happen to me. Please don't let that happen to me. Boy, when <laughs> doing, doing I like it. I like James Harrison's reaction. They were like, he said, "Nah, nah, you got to get busy after that." Somebody spit on you? Nah, that's disrespectful. They said, "Wait, wait, wait." So what about the uh, the fines? And the he said, "Nah, I'll take all that."
4: Skip, Skip took it Even further, he said, "His grandfather told him." He said, "His grandfather died when he was a boy." He said, "So he was probably six or seven when he told him this." He said, "You spit on the ground, son." You piss and people piss and people poop on the ground. So for somebody to spit on you, they felt like you were lower than the ground beneath them. No, no, correction. He ain't say his grandfather. He said, My pawpaw. My pawpaw oh, said, it, He said, The pawpaw. My, my pawpaw I said, said he, He's it, straight southern hood. Oh, <laughs> oh he's, oh, he's that from that the middle from Mississippi, the bottom of the, the <laughs> coast of Mississippi.
1: He's from the crack,
4: the crack of Mississippi.
3: Yeah, you know I'm saying, it's but not like cholesterol from here.
1: <laughs> but, but with that being said, I'm glad Mo brought about that Brandon In- Ingram grab. Listen, Yo. this is a fight between two guys under six foot four. Bingo. You are six eleven. Your wingspan is seven four, and neither one of them was arguing with you. Why are you coming into
0: between grown folk business? Well, Rondo, 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 didn't need your help. Can we? Can need your help? I think I think I could break down what was going through Brandon Ingram's head at this point. So shit. I don't know nothing. if anybody saw the entire play Not or just a damn the thing. <laughs> but the entire play started because with Brandon Ingram, yes. James, absolutely. James Harden came down the lane, bumped Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram took exception to it. Now I don't know where Brandon Ingram's from. No, 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 no. He's from uh, <laughs> That's Apparently, a he's from where from. He's from Kingston, North Carolina. Work. Yeah, apparently that's the hood. Uh, apparently, of the, one of the hoods in North Carolina is the hood because I can. This man walk. Look, look. He was fighting with bellow They said, Nah, nah, leave it alone. Nah, he know them. better. They yeah, they walked yeah. him away to half court. As soon as this man saw static, he said, Oh, here's my shot. <laughs> he said, He said, I've been waiting. <laughs> like, I these yeah. three games off. <laughs> yeah. I was listening but yeah, I was talking to but, my uh, boy. He said, Yo, I don't care. Who he asked me to hit. If Brandon Ingram says, yo, go punch that dude, I'm going to go do it. Because he got my follow-up. <laughs> he, like, he came through with the head, yo. Brandon Ingram, listen, I, will, I will ride with you to the end.
1: This, you know, this you is know who I'm disappointed in? You know who I'm disappointed in with you saying that I'm very disappointed. Who? Very disappointed. This was the ultimate time. If you had ever time to be ignorant, this was a time. Lance Stevenson, this We're was your Yeah, come on, man. This was your coding hey, moment.
4: Listen to, to be real with back. you, he was the most calm about the situation out of anybody you expect him and his previous history to be about it, about it. No,
0: nah, he someone's
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, well, wasn't wasn't Lance Stevenson a part of one of the teams um, in Cincinnati um, versus Xavier where they brawled out? I, be, I believe so. I'm pretty. I wouldn't doubt I, it. I I remember about two different outbreaks. So it's two different teams that it happened on. And I want to say one of the one of the big centers for um, for Xavier got chopped in the face, and he just started leaking instantly. I don't I don't I don't know if it was that team or if it was the
0: other one, but I want to say he was a part
4: of one of them brawls. No, nah, I believe, believe oh, yeah. you're right.
0: I think he was a part of one of them brawls. But you know what? I think I think Glenn Stevenson, he's he's a vet now, and he said, Man, I'm bigger than this. This he's he knows the game is bigger than that, and he was thinking ahead, see, because he he realized that with Rondo out, he was gonna get some extra player time so he could ball out in the next game. Now, can
3: I I just oh, have a question for everybody delicious. too? Go ahead. If you got CP3 versus Rondo, who are you picking? Who are you putting the money on? Man, on a Money on Rondo.
4: Rondo. I got to put the money Rondo. on Rondo. Rondo. Man,
3: See, mom, I love you, CP3. He's got the
1: head You're kicks, tough. too. So you a tough guy on the court, CP3, and you don't back down. But listen, Rondo Rondo got yeah. the hands. Yeah. And he, I don't he, know he if he's seen that where he had yeah. his leg on. His leg kick. Was, you saw how high his leg kick was? Yeah. Like, he's like, kicking he people in the face. Oh yeah, he done been through something. He done been through the been through some fights to to kick somebody that high. You know what I'm saying? And that was that, that
0: was purposely. <laughs> that was purposely. But um, listen, man, well, I'm gonna say dogs like for a reason though. CP3 got state for him, and he ain't had no neighbors there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Boy, he's waiting to see that the entire man. segment. He's waiting it's the that, entire segment. I, know, I know,
4: You can tell. Right? Hey, could tell. what CP agent was it? You know they all in the commercials together. They got ESP. They doing some straight together. They getting everything right. He should have been right down the front line. Listen, yeah, they man.
1: they ain't never loved CP three. They just loved the fact they was a black man. But you know that that's a topic for another day. That's a topic for another day. But listen, listen, I'm a, I'm gonna throw the lob real quick. Keep it with the Lakers. Still with uh, they they went with Brendan Ingram or without him rather. Man. Um, I don't think that's a fair thing to bring up because Brendan Ingram wasn't an integral part in any of these losses. Um, He actually played a a pretty, I don't want to say, a remedial role because I feel like that's the wrong term to use. But um, I just feel like how can we say that? Because they they lost two games without him. No, it's been one game, right, since the suspension? No, it's been two. two. Um, So I don't think that's a fair title. I don't think – what does that mean?
0: They win without Brandon Ingram. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> well the reason okay. the reason I the reason I said it like that, Stat, is because you know, coming into the season, everybody was saying that Brandon Ingram was gonna be was gonna have to be LeBron's number two. And, Absolutely not. Well I, I I believe almost everybody I wasn't saying that, but the Okay cool consensus, the consensus around the league was that Brandon Ingram was gonna have to be LeBron's number two for this team to do anything decently. Now Albeit that they won the game against a less than a a subpar Suns team, Mm -hmm. I want to point out the fact that LeBron had—I mean, he had a great game. Don't get me wrong; I mean, not a great game, but he didn't have a LeBron game. He had—he was nineteen and two with five rebounds. Like, I think that that's really what I wanted to point out is that LeBron had a a subpar game, and with this cast of people that they say LeBron can barely win with, right? You know, JaVel McGee had 20 points. Lance Steven had 23 points, eight rebounds. You know what I mean? Kyle right. Kuzma started and Lonzo Ball started. They both played integral parts. I, I believe Kyle Kuzma had 17 points and Lonzo Ball 14, I believe it was, or something like that. But they, they both played integral parts of the win. And I just wanted to, to, to point that out, that even though, like I said, it was a mediocre fun they had this game wrapped up pretty much 20 points ahead in the third quarter going into the fourth. Right. With – all of their what people were saying is the I don't know the the backup pieces that weren't going to play to their potential, and the reason I think that that's such a big thing, and that I'll get and that I'll get off the topic is because I think the reason Brandon Ingram not being there and Rondo not being there is a big thing is because it gives Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball to get these ex, uh, a chance to get these extra minutes, and I think that's going to help them getting into the rhythm at the start of the season. You know what I mean? They're not that. This is only their second season in the league. So I think if they get with this more playing time at the beginning of the season, it's going to help them get into a better swing coming off of the bench. Word. Okay. But yeah, I I wanted to get that out there.
1: I can respect that. I think, I still think um, Kyle Kuzma moving to the starting lineup is going to be your most, most uh, important piece towards the, um, not, I want to say the end of the season, but just towards the, when when the media, the game starts happening, I think, Kyle Kuzma definitely, definitely needs to become a starter. Um I don't care how you incorporate him, um, but he needs to be starting on said Laker team. And it needs to happen sooner rather than later. Uh Josh Hart, I really want him to start, but I don't think I think you're taking too much firepower off the bench if you do. But um I really like this lineup for the Lakers. I like Ball, Rondo, Bron, Ingram, Kuz. Uh, you have three guys who are more than capable of fully running the team. Brandon Ingram could definitely play a little point forward if you need him to. Um, and then you have Kuz. But it all depends on – what. what's up? What's the matter? You running
0: match? your five in that situation?
1: Uh, no, I would have LeBron running the five depending on the matchup. Um, a lot of teams LeBron don't Le- have Le- over Le- – th- Nah, No, Bron- could hold down a five. Uh, listen, there's only a couple of fives in the league where you would have to be like, all right, you got to start tonight because we're going up against so-and-so, a la Jokic, a la Cousins, a la Embiid, and i even say Gobert because he's just – he's bouncy and he has long arms. So, even him. And Marcus Gasol because Marcus Gasol is just a load. He's just huge. So, outside of those, like maybe – six or seven guys, you can, you can run out a line, lineup of Kuz, Ingram, Braun. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say around in the starting lineup. Bring, bring in Hart, Bring in ball. And that's another. I really want the Lakers to remember what the goal is. is to develop these players. And why develop them off the bench? Why? Mm-hmm. Kuz should be starting. Hart needs to be starting. And that's, where I, that, that's all I have to say
0: about it. All right. Ball. I just want to really quick, I agree with you on the, on the Hart thing. I think that Hart should be starting over KCP. I think that he's proven to be a much more reliable three-point shooter. He's not, he's not very streaky. He's, he's a very consistent three-point shooter. And I think that he is a better, I don't want to say a better defender than KCP. because KCP is a, great, a, a really good defender. But I feel like Josh Hart is better at the switch off. Josh Hart is going to give you better minutes against the three and possibly the four than KCP is. So I, that being said, I think Josh Hart deserves that start over KCP. Kyle Kuzma, I can see, but it's just, where does he fit with Brandon Ingram and LeBron being in that starting lineup? You, you want to have JaVale McGee in there as a big man, you know what I mean? But I can right. see.
1: Right. Two weeks in, I guess we just want to see how the rest of the season plays out, my brother. True, true, true. But okay. Darius Baisley signing with New Balance as a quote-unquote intern for a million dollars. I wish now, I had that internship. Now, thank you. That's, that was my one of my next points. Um, can we talk about how they managed to find a way to get a star in the making, not only to skip school for a, a, a crazy amount of money.
0: Yeah. but
1: also sign them to their brand. Can we talk like that? I think New Balance might've just, they might've just done, might've did something
0: here. Might've
1: started a revolution.
0: Whoever is the guy coming up with these ideas down at New Balance, I hope he got this million dollar paycheck as well. All right. I hope they paid him out of this. This man is a genius. <laughs> like, I think
1: it had to be somebody who's not only familiar with the rules heavily, Mm-hmm. But also had to look at, because think about it internships, there's no limit on what you can get. It's just a matter of like, I think the amount of work you have to do. Yeah. It's to someone, add, I don't know. I don't know.
3: It's someone but, that understands that these college athletes should be getting some sort of compensation. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And they're finding ways to finally do it without sticking it to the biggest gang in uh-huh. the United States next to America themselves, um, the NCAA being yeah. that.
0: Well, um, there, I feel like there are three three major corporations that New Balance organizations, <laughs> yeah, criminal organizations that that New Balance <laughs> stuck it to with this deal. One, obviously, they stuck it to the college programs because the college programs have been made it impossible, apparently, to find a way to compensate these players to get paid before they go to the league, which right. we've said many a time is doesn't make sense. You know, like players get injured, all that stuff, and a lot of times the the players aren't able to get a uh, a meaningful degree, you know what i mean, because they want you to take something that's not going to be a heavy course load. So they're not getting paid off in what they should be getting paid off for the school they're going to because they're not having they're not getting meaningful degrees. So that's one. They 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 they're blowing the college out the water with that. Just giving these people something that they can actually use to get ahead in in life they could take this million dollars go get another degree if they want to and still be in perfect place to set up a business (laughs) you know what i mean right so they're sticking it to the college programs two i think they're sticking it to the g league by saying hey we understand that you guys are going to try and take these players away from from college but you guys don't really make enough money to to really offer these players anything, but you know who does make yeah. enough money? We do. So we're we're going to take this idea and we're going to run with it literally. Three, what I you think. Doing, that, Chip? Oh, go ahead, Mo. I didn't I didn't know you had so much to do. Go ahead. My bad. This is the last one. Three is they're sticking it to these other uh shoe companies, New Balance, because by them having the first people to have this idea, they have now pioneered this idea and they can go out and try and steal as many top prospects who they think are going to be the future nike the future under armor shoe deals in the nba and try and sign them on early this way yeah they're only shelling out a million dollars now and i think the the full contract could pay out like 14 million dollars in incentives but now mm-hmm. they'll pick up somebody who's going to be a top prospect when he gets to the nba in their shoe contract before anybody else can get a look at him. and i think that's one of the biggest aspects here
1: I completely agree. It it is trend it is transcending for sure. I I am so proud, especially of a company that New Balance. You know, you don't one you don't hear their name in athletics. Really, you really don't outside of baseball maybe, but to do something like this, this could be really groundbreaking for New Balance to make that. I think quote unquote comeback. That, you know, not really of us <laughs> too much care for or anticipated. To yeah, make well, but, Shep, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm curious on what you have to say. Forget Mo. Mo, shut up. I'm not talking, <laughs> I'm bro.
3: I'm not talking. I, I personally feel it's a very great thing, and it's transcendent in the world of sports, especially college sports, even though it's not technically – he's not going to college. He's taking the internship. Um I just think that if the NCAA did something like give just 10% to athletes of all revenues or something just for some sort of incentive, all of this type of stuff can be avoided.
0: Cool. Quell. Qu- I want to say quelled. I don't
3: know. I don't know about avoided because LeVar Ball was still gonna do his JBA. But yeah, but oh, it's just like this is just how ridiculous the NCAA is. I'm gonna go a little bit off topic. I'm very sorry, but I've seen a documentary with Aaron Foster talking about when he was playing college ball that his coach at the time in college went and bought the entire team tacos out of his own pocket because they were hungry and they, they couldn't afford to eat. And that is against NCAA regulations. So anything that sticks it to NCAA regulations is all right in my book. Oh, yeah, I'm all for it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And and I'm so glad that
1: because, you know, it, it is going to take uh, a lot if someone was to ever take on NCAA directly. So in the meantime, what we can do is as a, as a country or as a, a sports, uh, I want to say community, is find our ways to creatively stick it to the NCAA in several different ways. And, 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 you know, it always hurts the pockets more than anything. They don't care about feelings. They don't care about how bad you talk to them. But once that money stops coming in a certain way, it's like, oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? What, what y'all doing over there? Are y'all rallying? <laughs> okay, cool. We're going to shut that down. <laughs> nah, shut, it,
0: shut it down. Now, Stat, you were the one who introduced me to the article. So I was wondering I didn't really see anything in the article about it. So I'm just wondering what you think are going to be the um I'll try to think of the words, but not the the play incentives, the performance incentives once he does get the chance to go to the league, but more or less what do you think the internship is going to consist of that's going to get honestly, him ready for the league? So that honestly it could be on it with his draft pick and all that. It could be
1: brand ambassadoring, like he just talking about you know the quality yeah. of the the shoes and and the gear that he you know he's gonna be wearing and whatnot. That's gonna be in it. Um, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a, a event which kind of falls into what I just said that he needs to appear at. Um, maybe not too many autograph signings because you know they haven't really seen him play outside of high school. Yeah. So um, probably just a lot of like I said branding. going to things and I think honestly it's a good opportunity for him to not only get a taste of the business world but getting paid a million dollars now granted there is going to be other quote unquote interns that are busting their butt trying to make it in the industry and then they're looking at an internship or intern rather being paid a million dollars you know there's going to be some dirty looks but you know I'm pretty sure they'll get over it once they realize he could be the company's golden golden boy so as he does well everyone here is going to do well and I hope New Balance protects that young man because this is an idea that not a lot of people, one, knew about. Two, it's not a common thing. So it's like, you know, um, you, you got to protect him. Just protect him. Make sure, you know, I'm not saying baby him. And if anyone tells him, you know, oh, his shoes are ugly, don't fight them. You know what I'm saying? Let him experience it. You know, deal with it. See how he responds to criticism and all those type of things. And, you know, mold him. You know, mold mm-hmm. him. Give him that chance to get, you know, in business experience. But get paid for because, you know. At the end of the day, it's all about that dollar. Um, And I think maybe I see New Balance, the more talent they create, I feel like maybe they'll get like a talent showcase that they'll sponsor or something like that, and maybe he'll have to participate in some facet or not. But once again, all of that falls into branding. So just branding, branding, um, and more branding.
0: Now, now see, that's that's what I'm saying, though, is I get that aspect of it. And I do think it's going to set him up lovely to – maintain um i don't know what i'm looking for but, but, but maintain himself in the professional world create a business for himself whether or not he does uh, become a prominent basketball player but what i think is with new balance taking this huge well i don't want to say a huge chance i don't know how much they they've calculated the risk reward on it but taking this chance on this deal what are they going to do to help him get to the nba as a top prospect like that's the thing is players go to college to raise their draft stock you know what i mean and we've seen people forego college to go into the g league but he's obviously said he's going to forego the g league to do this so if you ask me i think what it's pointing to he already has the contract with new balance he could still Mm -hmm. play overseas though technically can't he because there's no restrictions on two contracts overseas, so he could still do a year right. overseas, or he could just drop out and train like Mitchell Robinson did last year. But I was, there's I was several,
1: there's it. several avenues, and I think the only way. Oh, okay. Now that I actually answer your question, um, yeah. I think they'll just you know pretty much pay for trainings, facilities that he goes to, um, coaches and and people of that nature, you know, making sure that they're athlete as well, uh, preparing himself because you know that's where he is going to make his money. It's not like he's a you know uh, a, a business genius where they had to take him out of school because he's so good in business and they wanted him right away. Mm-hmm. So you know he is going to make the money for them on the court. So they want to make yeah. sure you know he's well. Possible pro tournaments? Friend. Maybe I think so. Uh, as as far as they'll let him go because he is technically professional because he has an internship. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. we I, I, listen. We got to do a lot more digging into it. Um, but just the the fact that like I said, this is uh, an idea that. I think other companies, now that they're going to see just kind of like how Lamar did with his JBA league, yeah. they're going to see how it does, yeah. see what the uh, negative, uh, I guess, uh, not re- repercussions, there we go, are of doing a contract of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in typical fashion in America, capitalism, maybe capitalize off your opponent. That's, what, that's what's going to
0: happen. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think he is technically considered a professional, at least in the NCAA eyes, because he's making a million dollars.
1: You somebody professional. That's a (laughs) fact. You making a a million a smooth million before you even have to do something that you're going to have to do professionally. Yeah. You're a professional. Yes. Yes, you are. I really don't hate to do this. Like I really take great joy in doing this. Um, The giants, the New York football giants, um, Fire sale, everything but Odell and Saquon, in my opinion, and Landon Collins must go. Um, there should be no, there should be no guy named Vernon Manning. Um, who's who, who's some other old guys you got over there still uh, trucking along? You got rid of Flowers, so I I don't even have to mention his name anymore. But most noticeably, Eli. Um, what was the other guy I just mentioned?
0: Olivia Vernon.
1: Yeah, Vernon. Those two guys, they got to go. They got to go. Cut bait. Send them. Send Eli to Jacksonville, and then go trade for the disgruntled quarterback in uh, Oakland. My man Derek Carr. But Mo, I'm gonna ask you because you're the Giants, you know, aficionado on the show. You tell me when that's gonna happen, the trade for Derek Carr, and how fast does Eli need to pack his bags?
0: Well, I uh. Sorry, I'm just trying to think of how I would have word this. I don't I don't think that either of those happen, to be perfectly honest. But if they do happen, they would have to happen one right after the other. Like, we're not going to get rid of Eli Manning without having another quarterback option. So if you see the Giants making any moves to pick up a quarterback, a backup quarterback, then I'd be worried about it. But they're not going to put Kyle Oletta on the field, even though they have kind of like already designated that they want to tank. I don't see any reason to put the rookie quarterback on the field unless you want to get him injured. And I don't see the Raiders trading Derek Carr without trying to fleece us. And hopefully, I mean, we got fleeced by the Lions already, so hopefully we're done with that. I'm just, I'm just, (laughs) I'm I'm really just hoping that they don't, they don't make any bad decisions. And I don't think we're going to get enough from Eli, from the Jaguars for Eli. And I think we'd have to give up too much to get Carr from the Raiders. So I don't see either of those happening. Olivier Vernon, they better not trade Olivier Vernon. <laughs> they what? better not trade Olivier Vernon.
4: What? 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 Why?
0: Well, what do you mean why? I'm going to have to hit you with the I'm, 4K. Look, no, he missed he missed the first four weeks of the season. Since he's been back, he's been the only person who's been consistently able to get pressure on the quarterback. So, I mean, David Harrison, yes, was doing a great job run-stuffing with Dalvin Tomlinson up the middle, but they weren't getting any pressure. They weren't collapsing the pocket on quarterbacks. That's not, their, that's
1: not their job, baby.
0: It was supposed to be their job. At the beginning of the season, they said that we were going to have an attacking 3-4 where the defensive tackles are meant to get downfield on the quarterback, and they have not been Dude, doing that.
1: but that's not But that's not where Damon makes his bread and butter. He makes his bread and butter by taking up two people, sometimes three if he's having a great game.
0: Yes, yes, and I understand that. And I guess that's why they decided that they didn't need him. I don't know. I still thought he was doing a phenomenal job plugging up the middle, even though he wasn't getting any penetration. But right now, if you look at a Giants game, Olivier Vernon is the only person I see collapsing the pocket on the quarterback. There are other people who are getting in there. Kerry Wynn gets in there every now and again. But – Olivia Vernon is the only person collapsing the, 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 the pocket. I don't think they're going to get rid of him anytime soon.
1: All right, cool. I think you should still go get Derek Carr because apparently his relationship with the Raiders has completely fractured. The Raiders don't believe he's the future quarterback there anymore. And I would say the Jets will be we drafted Sam Donald, so there's no reason for us to trade it for him. What I do advise you to not let happen, um, I personally would see fit that the Redskins don't make any uh, trade for that to happen. I see. To be completely be honest, out. if if you guys don't trade Eli Manning to the Jaguars and the Jaguars get Derek Carr, you, got, you guys can just chalk it up. You can just chalk up the Super Bowl going to Jacksonville. Um, maybe not this year, but definitely next year. Mm-hmm. Definitely one year with Tom Coughlin, Derek Carr, and that defense. Scary. A healthy Leonard Fournette, scary. Scary. But no, let's switch to the other NFC team that made waves this week by buying not selling, like the Giants. The Dallas, I don't want you, Des, no matter how many times you beg, Cowboys. Yes, sir. The Cowgirls?
3: Yes, sir. You
1: traded for Mr. Omari. I'll drop a pass every now and then, but get 200 yards the next game. Cooper, um, a.k.a. Mr. Inconsistency. How, how do you see that being a good fit down there in uh, the Lone Star State?
3: Well, before I get into that, can I just put Giants fans in, uh, in a perspective real quick? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, you know how I feel about the Cleveland Browns, uh, going back to episode one. Um, right, right. The Cleveland Browns in the last two years have won a total of three games.
0: Correct. Well, if, you, if you include this season, they're up to five.
3: Oh, oh okay. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the Giants have won a total of how many games in the past uh, two seasons? Four. Okay, uh, so we're in Cleveland Browns territory. Five. I just wanted to see Ooh. both. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for him. I didn't mean yep. to, do that. but, uh, I'm the guy who lives in the purgatory of the eight and eight season. So who am I talking? But, um, yeah, I'm extremely happy with Amari Cooper coming to Dallas. I, uh, I like that. It's, we don't have to rely on, uh, Cole Beasley sneaking behind defenders cause they didn't see him. And, uh, Whoever Jeff Swaim is, that's not really like Jason Witten. Please come back for the love of God. Please come back. <laughs> um, I miss you, <laughs> You're my boy but uh, hey, no. <laughs> hey big head, <laughs> <laughs> slide into Jason Witten's sure. DM right now. Hit him with the what's up, big head. Like, <laughs> miss <boy>. you.
1: <laughs> come on, just posted a picture on Instagram talking about I'm loving retirement. Cowboys mention him underneath.
3: Hey, big head. <laughs> 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 oh. Jason <Witt> official. <laughs> but uh, I, you know what? I like it. I feel like it's going to be a nice shakeup for his career. I feel like when people initially come to Dallas, they usually show up right away because they get the Dallas fever. And uh, I, I just think it, it, it's – I do—I see nothing but positive coming out of this because we needed a receiver. And this is a man I feel that can step up. All right.
1: Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> nah, it's not that. But listen, I think, I think you guys should go out and get, bring Des back. Bring Des back. You know why I say this? Because one, it'd be a good story. If you guys are still in the race for the division, because let's face it, you're not getting one more.
3: Like, Before you go any farther, you know Jerry Jones has already thought about it. Because this man's looking for anything to get people to watch that team. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Anyway. Jerry Jones has does six times since he released them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, okay.
1: hey, jerrys a, he's a businessman first. Let's not get him confused. He does not care about morals, ethics. Already stuff. He's a businessman. <laughs> that guy's a businessman. So I, think, <laughs> I think if the Cowboys find themselves in a rather peculiar position, like let's say with maybe a game lead. No, let's say maybe they have like a two-game lead somehow, some way, by week 12. Week 12, week 13. I think bring Dez back, see what you guys can do with the playoffs with the extra weapon, who knows the system, who doesn't know Dak the best, but he knows him well enough to be uh, a, a potent piece of the offense. He'll be a fact. In, uh, in Big D. And, you know, like I said, he's going to be rejuvenated. Um, he's going to have a point to prove. He's, like I said, he's going to be on a one-year, so it's not like, you know, he has the security. Of pl- no, he's going to play for the Cowboys next year. And see what happens. I'm challenging you, Jerry Jones. If if you got the cojones that you say you do, go out, bring Des back now that you know you don't need him to be the number one, and you can bring him with the number two and bring him with someone who can actually take the top off the defense, um, and not just rely on him. I think Des Des could be the main beneficiary from this move for the Cowboys, but that's just that's a pipe dream. I don't think it's gonna happen. Des will take but, the top uh, off the Maybach,
3: is what you're saying. Yeah, you
1: know that's it. That's it. Just do that. Just do that for us, please, please. That that that'll be nice.
3: Real nice. I missed that I miss that X getting thrown up after a touchdown. I'm not gonna lie, I was a sucker for it. I watched him be terrible, and he threw up the X, and I'd be like, "Oh my God, Des Bryant, you're the man!" And I was a fool too. I was a fool at one point. I was screaming, "Des caught it!" I was screaming, really? "This is the greatest receiver." <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Was, he said, "I was, I was screaming, Des caught it." Oh,
3: I that. That's- he caught it, uh, and that's he, he caught it. He caught, caught it. It.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it. Okay. That, that's that's money. That's money, man, for sure.
3: Can we? Could well, if I have to explain the significance of Michigan and Michigan State, then you obviously don't watch college football. But the thing is is that even though it was less of a waxing than Purdue versus Ohio State, it was a waxing nonetheless. The score of 21 to 7 wasn't even as close as it was. They shouldn't they got that they got a, a courtesy touchdown towards the end of the game. and it was basically total domination. It was a funky game because there was an hour and 51 minute delay, I believe, because of lightning in the area. But that's just huge because it solidifies that yes, Michigan is better than Michigan state.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Period. Mm. Point blank. And just going quick onto Ohio State versus Purdue, uh basically Boilermakers, this is your Super Bowl. Enjoy it. Because <laughs> you know, I don't think you're ever going to really see again a day where you're uh uh, your running back, DJ Knox, is going to rush for uh, 128 yards and have three TDs. And Randell Moore had uh, the wide receiver. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, Randall Moore, the wide receiver, had 12 receptions for 170 yards and two TDs.
0: That's it was, a defensive
3: and it, and there was a defensive touchdown as well. Uh, n- kind of a lack, lackluster performance from David Blow, the quarterback, uh, only uh, 51% uh, completion, 25 for 43. But still, three TDs. No interceptions, 155 QBR. Uh, I don't see Ohio State seeing this uh, seeing this type of result again for the year. And it was a total shocker, if you ask me. But Purdue had some magic working, and, and you know the boiler makers were throwing coal in the engine room. That's all I could say. I don't know what it was. I don't know if they had their Wheaties before the game or something. But hey, man, that was a crazy game. But I do not see Ohio State ever seeing this result again, especially against a Purdue team and their upcoming opponents.
1: Hmm. I respect it, brother. How I do you feel about it. that? Did really you watch that, any of this? I can't. I watched the last bit of the Michigan, Michigan State. Huh. Um, and, man, <laughs> Michigan, Michigan. Before LSU lost, I was going to say them. But I think Michigan sneaks into that last four. I think they sneak into the last four, man, because they're they're playing some inspiring football, and they have Ohio State next. And I know Ohio State just got waxed. 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 But if Michigan can manage to knock them off too, man, not only I think Urban Meyer might only be out, might be out if they lose that game too. Um, because I heard that relationship. You know, that's another thing I just want to really quickly throw out there. This is supposed to be the season of love and, and brotherhood and family. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of breakups going on between teams and their coaches and, and teams and players. It's, it's a lot of bad love in sports. I'm not feeling it. It's holiday mm-hmm. season, baby.
3: Come on, man. Thanksgiving's around the corner.
1: Yeah, you know,
3: speaking <laughs> of Thanksgiving. Potatoes, tomatoes, ham, lamb, ram, you name it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yes sir yes sir oh but man listen um is there a game you, you got your eye on this week Shep, or, or, are you, or are you chilling you kicking back
3: man this week the biggest i got two on my mind and that's florida versus georgia and i'm talking about the gators versus the bulldogs baby that's, Tom, 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 that's Tom. down south cooking right there if i've ever heard it and oh, that's man. gonna be that's gonna be one that's gonna be a good one uh that, that Expect a very defensive game. We got Georgia up. uh, uh, Georgia has a uh, touchdown – what do you call it? A touchdown favorite. So, I I – that should be a good game, and it's good to see that the Gators are back. They're shaking it a little bit. They're they're playing some football. uh. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I like it, my Before the end of this, I want to say big shout-outs to Army for beating Miami of Ohio by a single point in double overtime.
0: Wait, wait, wait. There it is. Also – Just because you just because you mentioned my boys, you 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 gonna act like we ain't doing nothing. Watch watch my crew LSU this week. Watch them play Bama, son.
3: See how close they play Bama. Watch yes. See them play Bama. Bama. If you're, um, I think um, University of Central Florida, we want Bama. That's all I gotta say.
1: (laughs) No, I I want UCF to lose. Well, no, I did want them to lose until Miami. I think we lost again recently, and we're. Most likely out of the college playoffs, So I don't care anymore about UCF. UCF, if you want to win, go ahead and win. I don't care. (laughs) Go ahead. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Go to get live with the crew. Uh, You know, I think the show was a little bit smoother without Carson here for most of it. What do you guys think?
3: Man, don't disrespect Carson like that. You know he's got that southern draw that makes things take a little bit longer. He's
0: got that sweeter tang on you know, it. Sweet. Like, yeah, sure. yes. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Lamp. Whatever you call ring. it. Southern twang, southern hang. I don't I don't give it I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. All right, but y'all know where to find me, man. Stat underscore GL on Twitter. Three seventeen th underscore on the good old gram. Um, if you want, this MySpace or Bebo me. I forgot my password, so don't even bother. Um, pen pal friends out there, I'm not gonna give my address, but if you're looking for a pen pal, hey, I'm your guy. I'm your guy, and uh, that's all I got, fellas. Let, let go ahead and throw y'all handles out there. <laughs>
0: Well, you know me. It's the Mo. living my best life. Yes. You can catch me on Twitter with that. Also, my Instagram is Showtime underscore M-O-R-3-C-K-L-E-S-S. That's Showtime underscore Mo Reckless for y'all who can't spell. Hello.
3: It's your boy, Al Shep, and you can find me on Christian Mingle and FarmersOnly.com. Those are the only two platforms I have.
0: <laughs> his, his username is Throw That Ass in the Prayer Circle.
3: Yeah. Oh. No, 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 wait. It's come get Tom. Yeah, yeah. Come get Tom. <laughs> Bring that Tom's <thumbs> here, boy. <laughs> and that's it.
1: Yo, when I seen that, man, I'll never forget that. Throw that ass in a prayer circle. Show these oh using it. No.
3: Boy, yeah, if you want to follow me, hit me up. DM me. That's it. Find that's me.
1: That's it. That's a wrap. Nine o'clock. Oh, wait. No, that's right. I I just released it. Whatever. Such a habit to just say nine o'clock p.m. Thursday because, you know, that's when they hear this. Thursday, nine o'clock p.m. Yeah. It's your time now. Whatever time it is near you. Whatever you feel like it, at your leisure, check us out. Get live with the crew. We do this every day. Do we do this every day? No, we do this. When do we do this? That's not important. Not important. Not important. We'll see y'all next episode. <laughs> <laughs>